Since the beginning of the church, persecution has been part of the Christian experience. In fact, the Bible tells us that all who seek to live a godly life will be persecuted. Today, an estimated 360 million Christians are living under severe religious restriction. On this podcast, we share their stories. And we answer the question, how can American Christians live as Christ in an increasingly hostile culture? The way of the persecuted is the harder way. And this is the Harder Way Podcast. Testing one, two, three. Is this thing on? Is it working? Can you hear me okay? <laughs> hey, this is Scott. And and, uh, and this is Maddie. And okay. <laughs> welcome to the Harder Way Podcast. So hopefully our sound is better. Our intro was worse. But uh, we, we do apologize for the sound last week. We thought the content was important enough that we still wanted to get that out to you. And yeah. so for any of you who dealt with maybe the ear pain that came from listening to that. Uh, we appreciate your support, and hopefully you were blessed by the content anyway. But uh, we think we were able to isolate what the problem was, and we will definitely be doing our absolute best to make sure that uh, sound issues like that do not happen again. But when you're doing a podcast, sometimes you have hiccups. You know, we've had times where books are flying off the shelves. <laughs> we've had people slamming doors in the background, walking in and out of the house. But... Uh, that's one thing that we've actually committed. Oh, that's really ironic. Somebody just opened the door right now. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can hear that, but somebody just opened the door. Uh, that's something that we've made a commitment about with this podcast is that we always want to strive uh, for excellence and to do all things uh, to the glory of God as we're commanded to in Scripture. But we're not striving for perfection because when we strive for perfection what we're ultimately doing is striving for and seeking our own glory. Right, and we don't want to seek our own glory. We want to be about the Lord's glory. And uh, Isaiah 48.11 says, uh, For my own sake, for my own sake I do this. How can I let myself be defamed? I will not yield my glory to another. That's God speaking uh, through the prophet Isaiah. And so God's glory is not something to be pursued or shared. It belongs to him and to him alone. He has generously given so much to us and shared so much of himself with us Mm -hmm. that um, if he says, I don't want to share that, you know, well, that's fine. It's not for (laughs) us to question or or try to mess with. But boy, in our fallen nature, it sure is tempting to go after the glory, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, if you really want to think about it, From the time of the Garden of Eden and then to even before that, if we're talking about uh, the the fall in heaven, you know, before the fall of man, we see that seeking after God's glory and seeking equality with God, that is really the first big mistake people are making, right? Because we have, you know, Lucifer, you know, who we may be better known as Satan, uh, the artist formerly known as Lucifer, now Satan. (laughs) Uh, is saying, I want to be equal with God. Right. Right? That's his That's his deal. Then we see uh, Adam and Eve, and they're saying, oh, if we eat this fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, then we'll know as much as God, we'll be like God. And didn't really work out too well 
for any parties involved in those situations. So human beings want it, and also they want to give it to others. They want to give that, that glory to idols. Mm, right? Yeah, and absolutely. So, Basically taking that glory and either giving it to ourselves or giving it to anyone else besides God, that's going to result in huge problems. Well, in any kind of ministry, there's always a temptation to, because people are going to want to give you glory. Yeah. You, ha- you know, you have to turn it away. Look at the angels. Whenever um, somebody would see an angel, and then they would they would like fall down on their knees to worship, and the angel would say, "Hey, oh no, get no, up, get don't up, don't pray up. to me, don't worship me, don't, don't yeah. pray to me." No, 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 we don't do that. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. <clears throat> well, we see that same thing. We want to see that same thing in ministers and in missionaries, you yeah. know, and in and in worship leaders and in you know Christian musicians and in different Christian artists. We really want to see that same thing. And so we do see it in like a false humility sometimes. Um, mm. You know, you're so great. Oh, glory to God. But they're really like, but they said I'm great. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, or they're like, or they'll take it to the exact opposite extreme where somebody who clearly knows that they're good at something, mm-hmm. like obviously you're good. You have all these singing awards. And then someone's like, wow, you just have the most amazing voice. And they're like, oh, I'm okay, I guess. I don't know. I'm not that good. Like a false humility. Like, <laughs> Right, and you're but you're still like lapping up that glory. False humility is just pride, people. Yeah, <laughs> because the truth is, it's it's humble to say, yeah, I am a really good singer. God gifted me with a really great voice, so you know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't do anything to earn it. Give God glory for it. You know, if you're if you're a great athlete, some great athletes are just great naturally. And, yeah, uh, they have uh, to train to hone their craft, but there are some people who are just born that way. Well, I'll, you know, the gift from God, I'll never be seven foot one. What? Or I'll never be built like Shaq. Yeah. Right? You know, I mean, it's like Shaquille O'Neal, for anyone that doesn't know, look him he's up. He's a famous basketball player, yes. and he's huge. He's very large and very strong. Um, I mean, I'll never, I'll never be that. That's, those are God-given the attributes. Mm-hmm. The glory to God. But you know, I was thinking about our our some of our my my early courier missions where I was kind of cutting my teeth and learning about Bible delivery and the philosophy behind this ministry. Mm-hmm. It's different than a lot of ministries. Very. And there's some blessings. And I want to share those blessings in just a minute. But our, my first courier mission, I met with zero members of congregations. Unless they happen to wander through uh, at a, at a, in a moment when we happen to be there. Most of our visits were unannounced, uh, unexpected, and we were in and out within 30 minutes. Wow. <clears throat> we came in, we brought scriptures, and we um, sat with the pastors, we prayed with them, we asked them to kind of minister to us and teach us a little bit about what it's like living under persecution and how they deal with it. Um, and then we gave them Bibles and we told them, well, here, and when the church asked where they came from, don't mention us, just tell them that, you know, God gave them to you because God did through us. So no glory for us at all. Right. All the glory to God. And we've done that, um, I mean, for decades now. Um, and, and I think that one of the blessings of that is that God has blessed us in that pastors, when they see that, such an unusual approach, rather than 
you know, can I preach in your church on Sunday or can you host us or can what you know, you know, how can I build my ministry up through you? Mm. Which a lot of foreign missions when big name people come through, they're like standing on the shoulders of the broken people of whatever country. Uh, I don't want to list the name of a country because I might call somebody out on accident. I don't want to yeah. do that. But they, you know, they're standing on we're the broken bodies and the broken either. culture uh, to elevate their own ministry. And we're like, that's not that's not our game, man. We just want to serve God and give Him all the and, and let Him keep all the glory. I don't want to say give Him the glory because it's already His, but. Let him keep the, all the glory and not be in competition with God for glory. And the blessing of that is that the folks talk to us and share with us things that they wouldn't share with anybody else. That's why you have to get the Courier update, and that's why you really, I think people need to listen to our podcast because the things we were sharing, you know, you're not going to get from some of the other major. There's a couple other major ministries to persecuted churches, uh, to the persecuted church. They're great. By the way, yeah, they're doing things that we're not doing. Yes. They're going to places that our ministry doesn't go. Um, but there's an insight that they yeah. lack that we have. So there's like 99 things they have that we don't. But there's the one thing that we have that they don't, and that's an insight that comes through the people knowing that we've suffered with them, and then mm-hmm. opening up their hearts to share with us. That's why it's really not. It's not a marketing ploy, you know, because that's a big thing with, with us and this ministry and this podcast is we're not out marketing and promoting. So it, it's genuinely, sincerely not a marketing ploy when we say things like you're not going to hear this anyplace else. Right. It's because this information is just not available anywhere else because there are a very, very select few people that have ever even heard it. And we just happen to be part of, of this ministry that is, is filled with people who are part of that select few, that we're, right. we're privileged to have uh, been with those people and heard these things. And that's why there are things that are in this podcast and in our, our, our newsletter that you aren't going to hear anyplace else. Now, there's some things when we talk about this, what I'm sharing with you about what I think the cause is, is my opinion. I think it's a well-informed opinion, but at the end of the day, it's opinion. And, you know, there's probably a lot more going on behind the scenes that God knows about that, that we don't know about or I don't know about. Yeah. So um, whatever the whatever the underlying, underlying cause is for this insider knowledge, you know, God's behind it and he's chosen us and, and this courier ministry um, for his purposes. And so... We're just happy to be part of it and to get a play along, get a play. But, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this glory thing. And, um, you know, we don't talk about it enough. But I think that it's something that a lot of the church is pursuing. I think, you know, a lot of worship leaders, uh, you know, how many have we seen that um, don't, they don't make it out of the out of the church worship leadership into the famous musician world, and they're bitter about it. Yeah, I remember I was at a worship conference once, and um, I was there for the warm up, and one of the guys who was teaching a session and doing the warm he was going to be leading a, a worship session and then teaching some breakout classes. Um, he had been on American Idol. Oh, really? Now, there have been multiple worshipers in American Idol, so you can't narrow it down which one it was, and I don't want to tell you. But he was bitter. Oh. 
that after his getting up pretty high up in the finals on American Idol, he had not had a career take off in the secular world. Wow. Yeah, he I mean he was bitter about it, and he made it, made it clear. If you were in that room, you knew when he didn't think people were really paying attention when they were doing their sound checks. I was listening, and I was just floored. I was sad for him too. And it showed you it shows showed you where his heart was at and why he was going on American Idol mm-hmm. and why he was doing that because there are a lot of people who say, "Oh yeah, I'm just going on this show." Or pursuing this because I just want all these people to hear me sing about God. And I want to have the most people hear these songs about God and it's all for his glory. But when you actually press them or when you see what happens when they don't get that fame, you realize, wow, a lot of you were really just looking to be famous and you thought that music or Christian music or worship leading uh, was the way to do that. And I think that's why we see so many people coming out of the Christian music industry now who have either completely deconstructed their faith where they're identifying as atheists or non-Christians or they're now identifying as progressive Christians, which here's my phrase for all of you listeners out there. Progressive Christianity just means progressing your way out of Christianity. Ouch. True, but ouch. I'll take your phrase and say that's tweetable, or I guess that's Xable. Xable. They made Twitter is called I X now. I guess I'm not say, on social media, so I don't know. I think but they're trying to say Zet, like X E E T. So that's Zetable. Zetable. <laughs> that's Zetable. I don't know. But it, but it's true though, and it it makes me so sad because this emphasis on fame I think has gotten about a million times worse since social media because people have For a sure. they have a platform to try to make themselves famous in a way that you really didn't have before unless you actively were like I'm going to go live in Hollywood or live in New York City and pursue becoming a celebrity mm-hmm. but now people are able to attempt to do that on their phones and this emphasis on fame it it makes me so sad because I think that it devalues things that are very important to God because it devalues, you know, people's roles in their family, in their homes, in their local church body and makes those things seem insignificant or seem like they're not enough because you're not reaching enough people. Sorry, you know, faithful pastor of a local body. There's only a hundred people at your church So you're not as great as this pastor who's speaking to hundreds of thousands of people, maybe millions, you know, maybe they're not even preaching from the Bible. Maybe they're not a faithful Christian, but they have all these followers. Right. So they're great and you're not. And I'll give you the cities of the world, Satan said. Mm -hmm. And I think we have seen many, many quote unquote Christian celebrities who who have bowed to Satan and were given the cities of this world. And I think now we're seeing the results of that. Like Katy Perry. Yeah. Jessica Simpson. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Many people don't know. A lot of those people started out trying to do Christian music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's heartbreaking. And we, we know we're kind of tracking into the Christian music scene, but you know, just because it's a really good way to, uh, yeah, I guess it's a good way to uh, illustrate. Maddie and I know quite a few people who have, are Instagram or TikTok famous? I mean, more than probably the average person knows. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, so we, we probably know, I don't know, six or seven people who are actually well-known and, um, you know, have followers in the hundreds of thousands. Um, and we have, uh, you know, known a few uh, comedian who's made it up, you know, been on been on television and stuff and on and, and cable TV and and uh, some singers that have made it real high. Um, and some of them see gaining numbers as um, just making more money. I'm, this is a business. If I gain more followers on my TikTok account, I can get better endorsements. I can make more money, and that's my goal. I really don't want to be famous. I really like my privacy, um, and I'm really more interested in following Jesus than I am, you know, having people follow me, you know, like an overall. Others tell themselves, "I'm doing this for the glory of God," mm-hmm. but our ability to deceive ourselves is extensive. Oh yeah. And this is what I would say, this is where I get a little preachy for a moment, but I would say to anybody listening and to you and to myself, I would say, when you say, I'm doing this for God's glory, or I'm do- all, all this is unto the Lord, or all glory goes to God, be introspective and try to make sure you actually mean that. Ask the Lord, Lord, reveal in me that part of me which is being disingenuous right now. Because I can't tell you how many careers, you know, ministry careers uh, and ministries themselves that I've seen stumble because they don't have truth in that area. So their fundamental truth of we're doing this for the glory of God is actually a lie. And God who sees all and knows all is not deceived by that. You can't deceive God. He knows where your heart is. He knows what your true motivations are better than you do. So I have to say, Lord, show me my true motivations. Show me my true heart in this, what, you know, in, in, in anything, so that I can be introspective and not wind up doing things for Scott's glory. Right. I have to do, th- I want to do thing, everything for God's glory because I know it's the right thing to do. And I know that my creator who loves me and in whose image I'm wonderfully and fearfully made, he's just like, he doesn't hold a whole lot away from me. He tells me I'm jealous, which means he doesn't want me to share me with other gods. That's what that means. He tells me he doesn't want to share his glory. Okay, I can live with that because it's yours to begin with, mm-hmm. right? We he didn't sh- do anything that he, would get have, have he, us be deserving of glory. Right, he shares love with me. He, he invites me into his family, right? He gives me eternity, uh, he's with me out throughout this life. I mean, he gives me so much. He's made me in his image. You know, if he says, I don't want to give you glory, okay, that's fine. You have That's yours. It's yours anyway by rights. So I shouldn't be in competition, even though my flesh says, take it, because I'm going to be in competition with the Creator. I'm going to lose. Yeah. And I'm not going to be in his will. And the Bible says, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be embracing pride rather than humility. And the Bible says, God opposes the proud. But it gives but grace, it gives to, grace the humble. to the humble. Right. Yeah, I think when we're looking at and trying to determine, are we seeking glory for ourselves? Maybe try and picture an outcome that doesn't involve you having 
tons of influence or fame or respect and see how that sits with you. If you're saying, oh, I'm just pursuing uh, music for the glory of God. Okay. How are you, how will you feel, you know, if you, your ultimate kind of resting place uh, in, in the music industry here, here on earth is you are a music minister at a small local church. You have no online presence. Nobody outside of your church probably has ever even heard you sing, knows who you are. How does that feel to you? And let's add to that, that when you sing, heaven comes down. I mean, people's people get just moved into the presence of God. Your voice lifts them up into the, and it shows them almost the face of God. I mean, they're just transported. So you're not just an average singer. You're like an amazing singer. And the Lord has said to you, you're going to be the, you're going to be the worship leader in this church of less than 100 people. And that's as far as you go. How does that feel to you? Does it feel like failure? Because does it feel unfair? Does it feel like you didn't get your due or, or get your, you know, your just desserts? Because if we're coming at this from a harder way perspective, if mm. we're coming at this from a stewardship perspective where we understand that everything belongs to God, that he owns everything, and that we just have to steward what he gives to us, we just have to uh, serve him where we're at, then we don't really have a place to say well i just wish that more people heard me sing or i just wish that more people heard me preach or i just wish that i had you know this big influence like this like this person or i just wish that we had a million people listening to our podcast because when you come at things from a harder way mindset a stewardship mindset you understand that god is in control of the outcomes yes which means that the only thing that you are responsible for is being faithful with where God has placed you, being faithful with the things he's put into your care. You know, and that's a, I'll bring that back to the Bible courier work. You know, the the real, the real victory for me when I'm taking the Bible into the persecuted church, the victory for me is getting on the plane, flying to my destination, uh, and then showing up at customs. At that point, there ain't nothing that I can do. And God is completely in control of the outcome. Of course, he is the whole time previously as well. But up to that point, I'm doing my job. I'm putting in the work. You're doing I'm what God has, has asked you to be responsible right. for. Right. I've trusted we'll God to provide the money for the plane tickets and for the travel and all that kind of stuff. Give me the, the health to get on the plane and get to the... To the to customs, but now it's up to God. And sometimes, you know, it's we it's more difficult these days to carry you know bags that weigh eighty pounds because we used to overload our bags and they weigh about eighty pounds, but now they're about Oof. fifty because of the you know the, the restrictions that the the uh, government has on flights or that the airlines have on flights. But a lot of times, for the, especially for the ladies, the prayer was, "Lord, help me to lift these." Not even help me to lift them and make them look light. Just help me to lift these. Yeah. Lord, make seeing eyes temporarily blind. Make you know sharp minds temporarily dull. Make a way for us where there's no way and bring us through. And uh, so it's all God and it's all his glory. And for me to say, oh, I was so clever. I did such a, oh, such a great thing. You know, I remember one time I was in, uh, in Cuba 
And I remember I, I uh, was one of the few people on our team that didn't get caught, went through the border. And as I was getting ready to leave the luggage area and just basically go out into Havana, there was a woman that stopped me and was asking me questions. And I thought she was just like some friendly airport worker. And so in my best Spanish, I was trying to interact with her. And, and she was asking me some questions. Oh, wow, you, how long are you staying? I said, I'm answering her honestly. I said, I'm staying for two weeks. Oh, where are you going? I said, oh, I'm just going to go around and, and uh, see the country, see the people and try to meet people and, and to, uh, you know, uh, I don't know exactly what I said. But I was really letting the Lord give me the response, the reply of my lips. And I remember that... Um, and she asked me, you know, what? Well, well, gosh, you're only here two weeks. Why do you have two suitcases? And I just looked. I looked at her and said, "Look at me. I'm a big guy." She laughed. She thought that was really funny because she also was a larger person, which was rare in those days in Cuba to see somebody overweight. It was really rare because uh, there was so little food. And then uh, she asked me a question in Spanish. I had no idea what she said, and I felt like the Holy Spirit said, "Say yes." So I said in faith, "I said." Yes. She smiled and nodded and sent me on my way. Later that day when I reunited with our team, they were like, wow, what was going on over there? That customs agent was really grilling you and she was really coming at you. And Wow. I was completely oblivious. I thought I was having a pleasant a nice conversation, conversation with this and woman. we were joking around. I, I couldn't see it from... You know, God temporarily blinded my eyes and temporarily dulled my mind mm -hmm. and walked in faith. And so here I have this great border crossing with this great experience, and it's all God. Mm. It's all God. And I and I think about that, and I think that's... I, at the end of my life, I want my life to someone to say, wow, that was all God. There's no way he could have done that. <laughs> right? There's no way he could have done that. That's the only desire I have to do anything great is because I want I want the glory for the Lord and not for my myself that may have been a, a, a disingenuous statement 20 years ago but it's not now mm -hmm. and i think we can all try to as we grow closer to the lord have that statement be something that is truthful because you know maybe it starts off as we're saying it and we're saying that in faith and maybe maybe it takes praying and saying lord you know that i i want to want your glory alone, but maybe I still want a little bit of my own glory. Right. Lord, in faith, I'm asking that you would uh, grow me, shape me, mold me into somebody who really and truly is only seeking uh, to glorify you and not to glorify myself. Because, you know, we've used a lot of illustrations that have revolved around, you know, fame and celebrity and, and influencing just because it's something that's so relevant in our culture right now. Um, but it's something, seeking our own glory doesn't necessarily mean seeking to be famous, seeking to be a celebrity, right? Sometimes it's just looking for the people in your life to pat you on the back, right. to respect you, to praise you, to think that you're so great. And that's something that each and every one of us has to battle against because we all want people to think we're great. Well, first of all, just so that you don't, get dissolution from thinking that I'm great, the coughing is allergies. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's a great point, Maddie. And I think, <coughs> excuse me, um, I think that uh, 
what we really want to do, and, and this is, and I say this for myself, I do this a lot. I want to keep, I want to keep doing it because I know I have not arrived. I want to challenge myself the same way I challenge myself when I'm making a decision. Where's the? I say, where's the faith? And in the final answer is, I don't know what the Lord knows. That's when I know mm-hmm. I'm making the right decision, right? I want to challenge myself when I say this is for God's glory, and not my own. Am yeah. I really feeling that? And I think the only way to test that is to pray. Absolutely. And to say, Lord, what is it that, you know, show me, reveal in me, expose me if any part of this is for my glory. And I think one of the areas God tests us in this, and this happens to me periodically, and and I would say it's probably happening to me right now, whether I'm aware of it or not. There are people in your life whose opinions mean a lot to you. Yes. And their ideas about things are really important to you. Their approval. Their approval means, means right. a lot to you. And you don't outgrow that. You know, I'm 55. I still, you know, seek the approval of those who are, you know, authority or senior to me. And the challenge in that is you have to come to a place, I have to come to a place to where I can say, I'm seeking to please the Lord and I'm doing the best I can do uh, with the best intentions to do what the Lord wants me to do and I'm trying to please him and him alone. So I'm performing for the for the applause of nail scarred hands, if you if you will. Mm-hmm. Only for the applause of Jesus. Sometimes that's gonna put me in a place where those people whose approval I want, they disapprove or they disagree. Yeah. And it's not about me being right, it's about me being right with God. Yes. And if if I can get to a place to where I'm only concerned with that, then I can also be confident in the fact that if anybody else has a problem with me, it's because they have a problem with God and they're having their own struggle. That it might That's be a blind true. spot they have. That's a good point. Yeah. So there's a real there's a real freedom that comes in not trying to share in God's glory and there's the freedom of knowing if I'm seeking just to please him, he has all the glory, then I can have a real confidence in what I'm doing and uh, and not have to be concerned about the thoughts, ideas, or concerns of other humans. Yeah, and we've ha- done a podcast uh, specifically where we, we broke down uh, the fear of the Lord versus fear of man, which right. is we were kind of hitting on that. And so uh, if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that if if this is speaking to you and you want to explore that a little bit more and have that broken down more in depth, I would encourage you to go back and listen to to that episode. But we um, we all are on our own journey of 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 truly desiring and seeking to glorify God alone. None of us have arrived. All of us have to deal with falling back into uh, our fallen nature, our sinful nature, and wanting people to respect us, acknowledge us, praise us, wanting to have you know influence over people. But we have to understand that God is the one who's in control. God is the one who controls the outcomes. God is the one who places us where we need to be. And so instead of fighting God and saying, you put me here, but I want to be all the way down there or all the way up there to say, thank you, God, for placing me here. I am going to be faithful here until or unless 
you place me someplace else. Until you place me someplace else or you take me home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where most of us find ourselves. Very few of us find ourselves on top of the heap. Right. But there wouldn't be a top of the heap if there wasn't all those people underneath. Absolutely. And every every part of the body, Paul tells us, is very important. We're all part right. of that body. So let's, What's the hand to say, I wish I was a foot, I wish I was an eye? Exactly. So this is this hand saying, God bless you and have a great week, and we'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. God bless, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Harder Way podcast. If you were encouraged by this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving us a review. To be the first to know when we publish new episodes, subscribe to the Harder Way podcast on your favorite platform. Until next time, remember the words of Christ. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven.